Hey guys, if you're interested in checking out a video version of the show, please visit the Low Key Geek channel on YouTube. There you can not only catch the video version of the podcast, but you can also check out my other projects and short form video that I produce. You can find a link in the description. Otherwise, sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Hey, what's going on, everybody? On this week's episode of Movie Time, we, we're going to talk about Movie Pass. Movie Pass is making a comeback, and if you know the history of Movie Pass, then you will understand why we find this very interesting. However, we're also going to be talking about how Movie Pass pretty much paved the way for all of these main theater chain roy- uh, like loyalty programs, passes, subscriptions, and all that stuff. We talk about the major subscriptions and loyalty programs, which ones we prefer and which ones may be best for you. So if you definitely want to know all about how you could save money going to the movies, stay tuned, sit back, relax, grab a snack. It's that time, movie time coming at you right now. Hey, what's up, everybody? It's another week, so that means it's another movie time episode for y'all. Got myself, Renee, Loki Geek here with my boy, Blake the Wolf. What's going on, my brother? Renee, um, there's something I've been meaning to, to tell you. It's, sure. I don't know if I've ever said this before, but I really like movies, and I love talking about movies with you. You know, it's, it's funny that you say that because I never realized that up until this moment right now. Yeah. Because I like movies too. And I enjoy talking about movies with you. Let's Strange. do something about that. Right? Let's we talk should. about movies together. I, I think we should. Yeah, let's start right now. How about that? <laughs> oh, yeah. This is the highlight of my week, dude. I'm ready. Let's go. Oh, yeah, for sure. So in this episode, we wanted to talk about movie pass and loyalty programs and all that because i don't know if people ask you but i've gotten questions before about people saying renee you watch a lot of movies how the hell do you afford it right like how renee. can you you know hey, hey renee yeah oh, what's you up watch like? a lot of movies how it's like 60 bucks a movie like how are you affording that like that well yeah exactly like that and i'll be like well let me tell you and that's basically what we're going to talk talk about right now in this episode so if you are a movie goer movie fan and you wanted to find out how can you save money going to the movies or, you know, whatever the case is. We'll give you a rundown of what's out there, what's available, our personal preferences and experiences. And hopefully this will help you make your decision on what to do moving forward. So with that being said, if you are brand new to this channel and you're coming across these two dummies here talking to each other on video, we are Renee and Blake. This is the Movie Time Podcast, where every week you got two buds talking about and bullshitting about movies and stuff of that nature. So if you like what you see, great way to support the channel is to hit that like button, subscribe, hit that notification bell so you can get notified every time ding, a ding, ding, video ding. is uploaded. But most importantly, comment, 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 comment. Let us know what you think about the topic we're talking about. Chime in with your own personal experiences or feedback or what have you like that. Greatly appreciate it. And we love the conversations we have with a lot of you so far. If you are an audio listener and you want to check us out on your podcast platform of choice, you could do so by checking out the Low Key Geek channel 
on your podcast platform of choice where you can download this episode and many others for your listening pleasure. And if it prompts you, leave a great rating because that will be greatly appreciated. Now, with all that out of the way, Movie Pass. Now, if that name rings a bell, especially if you're a big movie fan like Blake and I, then it brings back some interesting memories, I would say. Uh huh. Uh -huh. Um, some good, some bad. Absolutely. And um, without going into so much history about the company, they've recently announced a comeback where they are restarting the business model to try to take advantage of kind of like the poor, you know, revenue flow of the movie industry right now, especially movie theaters, because let's face it, even before the pandemic, movie theaters have been suffering. You know, they've been trying to figure out how they could get more revenue, how they could make things better for themselves by not really hurting so much um, coming out of the pocket with the movie goer, right? But the most common complaint a lot of people have right now is movie ticket prices are way too expensive. So I did a quick research as to what the national average is for movie ticket prices across the United States. And the national average right now is $9.57. Now, for Blake and myself, that sounds like a dream. And I was like, I would... It would be great if we paid only $9 per movie. What, what is milk a quarter now for seven <laughs> jugs? What the, What are you talking about? Right. Okay. Because if you live in a major metropolitan city like we do, mm -hmm. you know, L.A., Chicago, New York, and all that, you will probably see prices more like we do, which is like around $18.49. $25 the other day for the yeah. 3D IMAX experience. It, what? It's it's insane. And for yeah, yeah. a couple to go to a movie here in one of these uh -huh. metropolitan cities, you're easily going to spend 50 bucks with concessions and all that. If you're a family of four, you're probably looking into way over $100. So it is really, really expensive. And that's why these loyalty programs, you know, really could make sense if you are a frequent visitor of movie theaters and going to the movies. Now, MoviePass, this company had that thought way back in the day of like, well, what can we do to kind of help, you know, moviegoers save some money and see as many movies as they want. So what they did is that they introduced this program by striking up deals with movie theater chains saying that we're going to drive traffic to your movie theaters as long as we get like a percentage of whatever the ticket sale cut is or concessions cut, whatever that case is. Now, when MoviePass first came out, I believe... They used to charge $50 a month uh, to watch as many movies as you can in a month, right? And then they lowered that price to 10 bucks a month, which we thought was a crazy, crazy steal. I mean, to pay only $10 a month to watch as many movies as you want in a month, that's just insanity, right? So, of course, people like Blake and I, we took full advantage of that. And then they realized that that model was not so sustainable. And that's when all the shenanigans started, where they would have blackout dates or blackout movies or even theaters that were blacked out. Then they would strike up deals with certain movie studios to say, hey, we'll promote your movie, but we'll prevent other people from going to other movies except for your movie or whatever the case is. So much crazy stuff going on. And it got to the point where you couldn't even see the movie you wanted. Right. I believe the last time I remember 
Movie Pass actually helped produce a movie with John Travolta, right? I, I forgot the name of that movie. Oh, yeah. You remember that? Oh, my gosh. I do, and I don't think I ever saw it. Neither I did I. Of, it was gaudy. And That's I it. was so done with Movie Pass by that moment. I was like, yeah. I'm actually not going to see your movie. Yeah. And also, how did they sell any tickets if it was like a movie pass? <laughs> like, that's not, that wasn't even their business model. I thought no. they were trying to tank theaters. And so, what they did is they added a crappy John Travolta movie to be like, this will really hurt the theaters. They have to put the yeah. Travolta movie in there and no one's going to go see it. <laughs> it. It was so comical because you could not select any other movie but that damn movie. And it was so bizarre. And yeah, by that point, we knew the writing was on the wall. Um, but yeah, Movie Pass is back. They did like a quick weekend sign up where you could like go on their wait list and all that to kind of test out their new beta program. Um, so right now they're beta testing this new program in only three markets. So they have it in Chicago, Dallas, and Kansas City. Hmm. And then I guess eventually they will roll it out. The difference this time is that they have three tiers. So it looks like they're taking a little bit of the model that is currently existing with the current loyalty programs that some of these chains have. So there's going to be a $10 tier, $20 tier, and $30 tier. Um, and of course, these prices depend on the market you're in. Now, they don't have an unlimited uh, program option. Um, what, it, what it entails is that with the, these tiers, you get a certain amount of credits that you could use towards movies every month. So... We don't know how that's going to plan out. I'm sure we'll hear more about it the more people talk about it and experience it and the more they roll out. But this will be a great opportunity to just talk about, Blake, what were your experiences and you, the things that you remember when you were under MoviePass? Ooh. I know there was another program at the time, too, called Cinemia, which uh -huh. tried to, like, you know... Uh -huh glom off of the same type of program that these guys were doing uh that didn't last that long either but like what were some of your experiences with good old movie pass there you just said the word cinema and that brings me back because there was one company who was brave enough to say wait an unsustainable business model that's taking before <laughs> our very eyes let's try that why not uh, love cinema for giving it the shot Love Movie Pass for giving it a shot. Early on, it was like a dream. It was seriously oh, yeah. the only conversation I had with people was you need to buy this ASAP because there's no way they last a month. Then the next month, no way they last another month. And they were they were going for a second, maybe three mm -hmm. to six months, maybe where it was like, I'm getting away with it. Are yeah. they? I wanted it to last forever. I, <laughs> the amount of times I would explain to someone, they go, well, that doesn't make any sense. Because the question was yeah. always, how many movies do people see a month? Right. And if right now average prices are 10 bucks a month, and if your plan is 10 bucks a month, that means less than one movie, they're making money. Two movies, they're losing money. Right. How is that possible? Mm -hmm. So what's the business model? No one ever understood it. And obviously only the market could decide it wasn't freaking good, right. but it took a second for that to happen. And in the meantime, great memories with movie pass. Uh, I'm not going to get into the nitty gritty. There's a few sure. criticisms such as their app was absolutely trash. Oh, it was uh, the amount of times I'm five minutes late to a movie. Don't worry. There's trailers. And then I had to call the customer service number because the app had issues especially in New York City, but I know at other places too, how often is a movie theater in a mall with bad phone service, big, thick steel walls, and then you're trying to like 
use your phone app to get the ticket. You had to be within 150 feet, something. Right. You're on the phone with customer service. They're cutting out. Terrible service overall. And there's a few, this also applies to Cinemia, a few email chains that I still have in my inbox that are just like, I am not a complainer. I'm a lover. I literally will send thank you emails to companies. I It takes a lot for me to complain. And even when I do, I'm like kind about it. But at one point, I'm like, I, at one point, it got so dark. It was like 20 emails in. And my uh -huh. issue was, they said they would give me something. They didn't give it to me. My issue was unaddressed. And the last email I sent, I think, was to the tone of, you work for an evil corporation. I hope that you quit your job, but I know it won't be there for long anyway because the company's <laughs> model is unsustainable. Between you and me, human to human, I suggest that you start applying elsewhere immediately. I mean this with all respect. That was my That's breaking point and probably the lowest I've ever gotten on a customer service call where I'm just like absolutely beside myself because it was <laughs> such a terrible experience. But when things worked well, are you kidding oh. me? There was nothing like it. As a movie lover, I know that I personally played a part in MoviePass's demise and Cinemia's oh. device. There are times I have in my life, three movies a week was an average. There's times award season five in a week not a problem sometimes two in mm -hmm. a day there is a time in my life every saturday every week i would watch three movies every saturday there was also a time and i think uh statute of limitations i could probably say this out loud um i would have to go to the bathroom and new york city has a public bathrooms problem so i would go to the theater <laughs> i would say uh, what's your indie underdog movie that I could help support with movie passes money? Hand him the thing, get the ticket, and then go to the bathroom and leave right away. And then I'm just giving whoever, Jim Jarmusch, Lars Von Trier, I'm giving them 10 bucks. And I would always do it based on the most underdog, highest quality artistic film because they <laughs> needed the money. Shout out to, to those people who I would like to think we cooperated in bringing down movie pass. Oh, absolutely. I really wish it would have lasted because the benefits. I remember the amount of times I said I would quit this because mm -hmm. the customer service experience, the UI is so bad. And yeah. I would go, but you guys just gave me three free movies in as many days. So thanks. Yeah. So it's a bit, a bit, of, a bit of a mixed bag on the memories there. And basically everything I just said applies to Cinemia. There are some unique issues about Cinemia. Uh, that were worse and trashier uh, as just the overall experience. For the most part, I was never mad at MoviePass enough to quit it. Mm. I never was. I kept it going as long as I could sure. because, yeah. damn, they kept those movies coming in, man. And I gave, I've got to give them credit. Yeah. My understanding is the models changed quite a bit, and we wouldn't be able to take advantage of it the way that we used to. But it was fun while right. it lasted. Tell no, it that. was. It definitely was. And, you know, kind of like what you said when it worked it was golden it was mm -hmm. just like the perfect thing for a movie lover like you and i because yeah i did the same thing like you did i think in the most movies i saw in one week with movie pass was probably six yeah. you know and no the amount of money again we just told you movie price a uh, movie ticket prices like the amount of money you saved on mm -hmm. the under that plan was just outrageous and crazy mm -hmm. um but then when it didn't work it was annoying a pain in the ass and mm -hmm. kind of like a, a a drug addict 
when you didn't get what you want, it would drive you nuts. And it was never, it was always their fault to blame. And then you were just like, no, but I got to see my movie. I got to see my movie. You don't understand. Because another, uh, uh, like, really disappointing and troubling thing, the way these things work, especially Movie Pass, it was also based on location. So you couldn't mm-hmm. make your reservation unless you were at the movie theater. Oh my you know, gosh, I forgot. You remember that? Yeah. I re- the amount of times I called a theater and said, hey, will this sell out? And they go, uh, no. And I'd go, well, did it sell out yesterday at the same time? I'm literally calling. I have, I still have it in my phone. The other day yeah. I called the theater because I left something there. I was like, I still have the number in my phone. I uh-huh. used to call every time I went to the movies to say, has this been selling out? If there was any doubt in my mind, because right. then I would actually book the ticket. And then I would sometimes book a ticket. Some theater chains have good refund policies, yeah. cancel it, and then buy the movie pass one. The fact that I ever had to do that is bonkers. But yeah, that yeah. was a big issue with it and something you had to work around. But right. we're resourceful people. And we love the oh, movies. Yeah. So movie pass was just, it, it was a system, but we found workarounds for sure. Yeah, we found we definitely found the workarounds. And of course, like if you're in a big city, uh, location uh, settings and all that really, really hampered a lot of things. But we found yeah. ways to make it work. And if both Blake and I were doing that, tons of other people were doing the same oh. things, which, oh. you know, eventually led to the demise of MoviePass. But seeing them trying to come back, I mean, the one good thing about MoviePass that is very different from a lot of these chain loyalty programs is that you can use it for any movie theater chain, right? It could be your AMCs, your Regals, your Cinemarks, um, who, whatever deal they struck with whatever movie theater chain that was a great benefit of MoviePass because right now, yeah, each chain has their own loyalty program, which we'll talk about in a minute, but you are restricted to only that particular chain. Sometimes you're restricted to just a specific region, depending on what tier you you are under. So the great thing about MoviePass back then was that you could go basically to any movie theater and enjoy a movie anytime you wanted. Now, if they could kind of keep that same system in place where they have a proper deal struck with all these chains and they have all the right things and they learn from all their past mistakes and they don't do any crazy shenanigans in the end or, you know, in the long run, this could be potentially a great benefit for people like you and I and potentially a benefit for the movie theater chains that are currently suffering right now. Um, So it, it will be really interesting to see how this launch happens, how the beta testing works out, <clears throat> what kind of kinks the you know, people are, are experiencing and everything like that. And if this could lead into an expansion where MoviePass is now like the forefront of all movie loyalty programs and the go-to and theaters, movie theaters are seeing an increase in attendances and maybe concession sales or whatever have you. Uh, but it'll be really interesting. So... Let us know. Now, maybe for a lot of you, you have no idea what MoviePass was. You know, I mean, this was a good while ago. Uh, Maybe you're a little too young to remember this. But if you remember MoviePass, we would love to hear your experiences with it. Um, Because I think each one of us have our own stories and all that. Uh, So let us know in the comments. Hey, everybody. Are you a fan of collectibles, action figures, Funko Pops, and all that stuff like that? Do me a favor and visit EntertainmentEarth.com and you won't be sorry. Entertainment Earth is the premier place online for the latest and greatest toys, the most exciting action figures, and the coolest gifts and collectibles pop culture has to offer. 
From television, movies, sports, celebrities, comics, internet memes, and every fandom in between, they drop new products daily and curate their selection so that you don't miss out. Whether you're looking for something stellar from a galaxy far, far away with Star Wars, or from the streets of Gotham City with DC Comics, they've got surprises for everyone. Get access to exclusive releases and limited run pre-ordered. You can even reserve hard-to-find items before they arrive. From Funko to Hasbro, all your favorite vendors are represented in their robust catalog of cool collectibles. Take advantage of their unparalleled industry expertise and make your collection as worthy as Marvel's Thor. They are pleased to offer risk-free shopping with their industry-leading mint condition guarantee and hassle-free 90-day returns. Find that grail you're seeking for yourself or someone you love. And because I know how special they are and how they're going to be great for a lot of you out there, I worked a special deal with them that if you check out the link featured in the description of this episode, you will get 10% off plus free shipping over orders of $40 or more. I mean, that is fantastic, don't you think? Now, the 10% discount is only good for uh, in-stock merchandise, so it doesn't work for any pre-orders, but... If you take a look at their site, there's going to be a lot of stuff they have in stock that you're probably want to get. So again, visit that special link in the description of this episode to take advantage of this awesome 10% offer plus free shipping and buy yourself or a loved one something really cool. Entertainment Earth, so many toys, so much fun. But if there's one thing that can be said about MoviePass... Despite all the flaws that they had before, despite the laughable and comical ways they handled their business, because it got to a point where they were like a laughing stock in, in yeah. business, right, and everything. If it wasn't for them, it did. It, they would not. Ha- we would not be able to see mm. these theater chains mm-hmm. hone in on that love and that kind of need that people had, and create their own loyalty program and all like subscription program, because. For people like you and I, these have been a godsend. You know, like these have, again, we watch movies at least three or four times a month. So to be able to save the amount of money that we've saved is just great and fantastic. So they paved the way to kind of like create these programs that these movie theater chains are now uh, promoting and, you know, and all that. Now, we don't know really what the benefits are for these chains and how it is affecting their overall revenue. Hard to say because of the lot, the pandemic and everything like that. You know, we've heard uh, recent news that um, what is it the, the the parent company of Regal? Um, what is it? Uh, Cineworld. Cineworld just recently filed for bankruptcy to try to like uh, close in on their debts. AMC struggled too, but you know they kind of played around with their stocks, and the whole meme stock thing kind of blew up and kind of gave them additional funding and all that stuff like that. But in overall, the the theater industry is suffering, right? But movie passes, I think, are what keeping things kind of flowing in a certain way, and at least it's you know allowing people like you and I to find it more uh, accessible to go to a movie theater and watch movies there. Now, we're going to start breaking down each of the major theater chain loyalty programs. So that's your AMC, your Regals, and your Cinemarks. We have Alamo Drafthouse here too, but they're not in a lot of markets. But I know 
for a lot of people, Alamo is kind of like their go-to theater chain, and understandably so. I love their their facilities and the way they handle their business and all that. So we're going to break these down, but one thing I should probably say from the get-go, um, these loyalty programs will not be for everybody. It really all depends on how often you go to movies every month. If you find yourself going to one movie a month or one movie every other month, then don't even bother. This At this point, is it's not for you. But if you're like us who maybe watches movies twice a month, right, at least, these things, these programs could save you a lot of money. Plus, they have some added benefits that could, like, you know, heighten your experience when you go to the theaters. <clears throat> now, also something to keep in mind is some of these programs have limited terms that you have to kind of commit to. So let's say, for example, it's the summer and you wanted to catch all the summer blockbuster movies and all that. And then you think, OK, I'm going to sign up for this and then cancel. Look at the terms and conditions because they, mm-hmm. they, some of these places will lock you in for three months, sometimes even a full year. Um, so definitely. And we'll, we'll pinpoint which one um, kind of has those kind of terms and conditions there. Um, but yeah, so with that being said. Let us talk about AMC. <clears throat> so AMC Stubbs A-List is the first one that comes to mind because, you know, arguably AMC is the largest movie theater re- uh, chain in the United States. Um, so with AMC A-List, um, they have three tiers, right? So they have, it starts at nineteen ninety five, then it goes to twenty one ninety five and twenty three ninety five, of course, plus tax. They do lock you into a three-month initial commitment. After that, you could cancel any time. And then if you wanted to re-up, you could do so at any time. But, of course, there will be that initial commitment once again. Now, the benefits for AMC is that you get to watch three movies a week, all formats. It could be your standard format, your IMAX, whatever the case is. You could use your reservations to any of those type of showings. If you are at the top tier, that is the $23.95, you will get to see movies at any AMC location across the United States. Online reservations are free, so you don't get charged any fees or surcharges or whatever the case is. No blackout dates. And from my experience, you can reserve movies way in advance, like even sometimes a month. You know, so that is like a great benefit, especially if you wanted to go see what the latest Star Wars movie or the Marvel movie and all that. Like, I remember being able to reserve my ticket for Spider-Man No Way Home when they dropped that uh, ticket sale, which was like a good month and a half prior to the release. And I was able to secure my ticket that way. So really great stuff. Now, the restrictions here are basically that the lower tier memberships are restricted to certain regions. So if you wanted to find out what those are, I suggest going to the AMC website to check that out. Other benefits include 10% back on rewards, concession and on concession purchases, free size upgrades, priority lines, easy cancellation or reservations. If you are an AMC stockholder, you do get added benefits and you get included to special screenings and advanced screenings and all that stuff like that. So some benefits there if you were like a true AMC diehard, hardcore, you know, supporter and fan. So with that being said, Blake, I know you've experienced AMC A-list before. I don't think you're enrolled now, right? Oh, that is my go to. Oh, there you go. The main reason why is because um, when AMC theaters, it's a place that I go for magic. Um, I go there to laugh, to cry, to care. 
Yes. Our heroes feel like the best part of us and stories feel perfect and powerful because here they are. AMC, they make movies better. Make movies matter, yeah. Mm. Uh, Mm -mm. Love you, Nicole. Love you, Nicole. Okay, uh, throwing this in there real quick. Uh, Went to the movie with a friend last night and they saw Nicole Kidman and they go, is that that Janet Jackson? And I just- what? They asked, is that Janet Jackson? Just, I don't know, man. It was, it was, <laughs> yeah, they were allowed to make that joke. Uh, I had to, I had to choke on my popcorn for a second. Um, <laughs> I love Nicole Kidman so much that I get chills. And so when you're asking me, am I an A-list member? <laughs> I take the priority lanes and, and I, I push people aside. I say, excuse me, sir. I'm a member of this club. How dare you? It's a badge of honor. It's like it's like you know you have like like not to you know call quote the other theater chain, but it makes you feel regal going into AMC. Oh, nice. Yes, it does. Right. And then the person I'm with go, uh, uh oh, you're not going to use your car. Uh, I'm a member. I got this. Don't worry. <laughs> oh, do I owe you for the ticket? For uh, do you want me to Venmo you for your? No, <laughs> I'm a member. Don't worry. Mm-hmm. Yes, um, I that is my go-to. In the past, I've been a member of basically every one of these, except Cinemark, we'll get to that. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, uh, AMC, love it. The priority lanes, uh, okay. I'm just going to say more generally, I love AMC. To me, they are the, like Coca-Cola is to soda, AMC is to movies, and has been basically my entire life. Regal feels like the Pepsi. I've been a member of theirs, and I'll get down to my key for how you decide which one you want yeah. but overall my feeling on amc is that's where i go to see movies mm-hmm. i have a couple locations close to me um and i prefer those anyway yeah. to regal um but overall love the experience of it i have a few nits that i'll pick with you um, sure. As far as my experience overall of being an, an A-list member, um, I would say I it's been maybe the cleanest experience or yeah. right up there with Regal as far as using the app, what movie selection they have, etc. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll get to Alamo in a little bit because for certain movie fans, that might be your winner. But the, um, the AMC does a few things that are unique that I'll touch on because that's my go-to now. That, and so I, I'm intimately experienced. Uh, familiar with the, their program. Mm-hmm. The priority lane's kind of a bit of a joke because the other lane is usually equally full. Some people yep. don't get it. They go to one, they don't go to the other, etc. And literally, I met the movies last night. I finally saw 3,000 Years of Longing. Thank you for, for recommending it so highly. And there's no one in the not priority lane, and there's two people in the priority lane. And in my head, I go, okay, Maybe a family of 10 will pop over there some, and maybe this won't be worth it or they'll see the two priority lane people. I could have, I just said, screw it. I, so anytime it's equal, I go to the other lane and usually there are times where there are three cashiers, busy season, Friday night, three cashiers for the regular lane, one for the priority lane. So you literally mm-hmm. are watching you. I would have been there and I waited five extra minutes. It depends on who's in line in front of you, et cetera. That's one thing. I kind of think they should fix it, but it also would be weird if you just cut in front of everybody. <laughs> that would be a little too much like the Titanic uh, with the, with the upper deck. But no, nah, man, I, um, I uh, no fuck that. I'm paying twenty four dollars a month. Okay. You better okay. get my order now. 
here he is. Uh, evil Renee coming through. Uh, I, I there is something. Give me about, my popcorn, damn it! If it's a priority lane, it takes longer. That's broken. But and this is true of all theaters for the most part. Alamo accepted. The issue is, and I'm not knocking the employees. The employees are making minimum wage. It's a job that fits them where they're at in life. God bless them. I think you should be taking naps every chance you get, mm-hmm. and you should be phoning it in. Quiet quitting left and right. My issue is that the theater, and maybe since COVID, and I know they're having difficulties, we have all the sympathy in the world for the theater chains and for the movie palaces of old. But when you're paying someone so little, treating them so poorly, I had a buddy, his whole job was AMC in high school. He worked his way all the way up to manager in college. And the amount of crap he dealt with was unreal. The stories he had from his time as an employee there were were just bad, plus being underpaid. So the problem then is if there's any issue, then if if someone's yelling in my movie theater, fighting on the phone, whatever, I usually think to myself, this will probably be over in 10 minutes. And that's how long it would take me to go get someone for them mm-hmm. to go get their manager and for that manager to care enough to walk all the way over and say, hey, don't do that. And then walk out. And then it might happen again. I might just be making the problem worse. In the meantime, I've lost 10 minutes of movie. Is this interruption going to be worse than that? The benefit to the parents being out of town and the kids being in charge, baby, is free refills on whatever you want all day, all night. You can talk anyone into anything. You just kind of give them like a, "Ah, I know you're in the concession (laughs) stand, but I really wanted some popcorn. And one time they're just here's a bag of popcorn, dude. We can't open the register again. Boss will be mad at me. Here you go. Mm -hmm. Um, The one where there's not a ticket taker. Uh, I don't want to sell oh, yeah. out which one. It's not New York City at all. There's another AMC that I go to somewhat often in my life. Haven't seen a ticket taker there since COVID. And you could just walk in. I'm a member, so right. I, I love the, uh, uh, don't worry. But there, I'm like, well, it's like on your 21st birthday, you go to the bar and they don't check your ID. Mm-hmm. Oh, man, what's the whole point of being a member? Nobody's even checking for tickets. And I'm sure somebody's supposed to, and they didn't get the memo, and there's no oversight, and the person who was in charge of that right. whole system got fired back in 2020. Who knows? Haven't seen a ticket taker there in way too long. Don't know if they've made any dollars. Maybe someone should check on them. Not right. saying who it is, because I want that to keep going forever. It's funny. I buy an icy cup. I get a Coca-Cola, and then later I get an icy. I buy a Coca-Cola cup. I just go, actually, I'm in the mood for an icy. I get an icy. No one's looking. Nope. They are not passionate, and I love it. That's how they should be with, with their situation in life and how much they're making, how their boss or big boss is treating them. I don't know. I don't care. It's kind of cool. Uh, the other one, and this one I'm a little less proud of, and Statue Limitation probably isn't over yet, but I have a big water bottle with me, and I go to the movie theater sometimes, <laughs> and I say, oh, I forgot to get the soda. Okay, I could either go back downstairs, wait in a 12-minute line. There's only one cash register. They might be closed by the time I get there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Coca-Cola oh, yeah. freestyle, those machines, mm-hmm. game changer, baby. Oh, yeah. Um, and then while we're at the specific stuff about AMC, my only other little gripe is thank you for the large popcorn free refills that actually I have used that many times in my life. The soda free refills back when the Foundry Drink was behind, used that a million times in my life. Yep. If you close your concession stand when the last movie starts, what's the point of the free refill? Right. I understand you might not want to keep it open until the last movie ends and everyone goes home. Sure, that's a little silly. But yeah. it used to be the doors were unlocked. You could get in and you could get concessions up till 30 minutes 
after the last movie started. And that worked for me where I would make it work because I would literally check my clock. I'm with two buddies. We finished large popcorn. I go, okay, we got four more minutes of free refills. Walk down there every time. This was probably 2019 and before. We all know what happened the next year. Since then, there's one time where I'm 15 minutes late to the last movie. Previews are 22 minutes. Who cares? The doors Mm -hmm. are locked at Times Square, AMC Empire. Um, fortunately did a little bing, 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 like the graduate, the Elaine, Elaine, right, and then they, right, they yeah. let me in. Thank you. Um, and then the concessions were closed by that point for whatever reason or the refill, et cetera. So basically what you can do is you got half a bucket of popcorn left. They do not mm-hmm. care. Parents yep. are out of town. Substitute teachers in charge. So you just go, Hey, can you just give me a can you fill it? Top me off. They go, do you want me to top you off or do you want to dump it out and get it? Okay. It doesn't matter. Um, all of that, for the most part, is true of all theaters nowadays. The actual quality of service you're receiving, whatever the opposite of white glove is, it's that. It's just butter stained and everything's kind of nasty. And there are literally gnats or flies or whatever in the AMC Empire bathroom when you first go in. Like, I'm not kidding. It's been a problem. Uh-huh. Um, last time I was there last night. Wasn't wasn't a problem that night. So maybe they solved it. But there's about a year of I can count on there to be insects in the bathroom. There's some things about that that are tragic and sad and can ruin the experience or at least put a kink in your evening. There are some times where it's awesome and just nobody's looking and you get away with whatever you want. So um, that's some plus minus of theaters in general. And some of those are specific, like the priority lanes is specific to AMC. I got a couple other anecdotes, but is anything of what I'm saying is that um, are you a member of AMC actually now? I am. I am. Because, yeah, uh, AMC has is well actually no amc was my go-to for a very long time um because here where i live in queens um i could easily drive it takes me 10 minutes to the amc they have their own parking space and everything like that so it's very convenient for me if they have a movie that's not playing at that amc i could drive an additional 10 minutes to another amc same situation and i could find that movie there so for me, AMC has always been my go-to. Only recently did I sign up for Regal because my car is in the shop. So now uh, the more convenient smart. location is a Regal where I could just take two train stops away and there it is, right? So, But with my experience with AMC, I mean, the priority lane, yeah, I've had my issues where I would stand there and they get five people from the regular lane before addressing me, right? Sure. So... But that's just, you know, it, it's more about, like, people management, you know, and, and managing the queue and all that stuff sure. like that. Look, I've worked in, in, in food before. I understand how difficult yeah. that can be. So no fault there. Um, I do like the fact that I can make my reservations so early in advance. But the added benefit that I love is if my plans change, it's so easy to cancel my reservation. Oh, heck and there was a, there was a time where I was planning to watch two movies in one day, right? So I was watching one movie and I already made a reservation for the other movie, not realizing that the current movie that I'm in is running over. So I would not make it to the other movie. As I'm watching the movie, I'm on the app and I'm canceling the ticket and rebooking another showing for the same movie literally within like 2 minutes. And it was just like bam bam bam, was able to do it no problem. And I think with the AMC app, that's the best experience I've had with managing your reservations and all yep. that. 
Um, so yeah, AMC for me is is has been like the best thing ever. Plus, I, I do like the fact that as you're earning reward points for every purchase and all that, you all of a sudden will be surprised like, oh, look, I have $10 in credit that I can use for a popcorn or whatever the case is, right? So that would be like a nice little added bonus surprise, you know, and the more you go, the more you spend and all that stuff like that. Since I am a stockholder, I have been able to go to advanced screenings of certain movies and all that. And that in itself has been great. Other benefits are I got like some NFTs, like a AMC NFTs that they oh, yeah. rewarded stockholders huh. and all that, which is like, all right, it's kind of cool and all that. You know, not that right now that means anything, but I just think it's nice that they're trying to do a lot for their supporters and their backers. And especially if you are a Stubbs member and all that. So, yeah, for me, my... my Really, rarely do I have a bad thing to say about my AMC experience with like the few occasions where maybe I didn't think things were cleaned up properly or, you know, one of the theaters that I went to, it was one guy who not only checked the tickets, but also served the concessions. So hmm. some theaters yep. like they, they are lacking in manpower. Right. So that is just, you know, kind of the, the state that we're in at the moment, you know, but. Prior to that, I, I've never, I've rarely had a bad experience there. So, so yeah. So, yeah, yeah. go ahead. I, I just while we're talking to AMC, you, you kept saying the word mm -hmm. stockholder. Are you, are you saying stockholder or stockholder? <laughs> Isn't Which, that the same thing? The only time I've cared about the stock market in probably my whole life was that story. That was fire. Um, oh, yeah. Shout out, shout out to everybody who helped save the AMC franchise dynasty. It's so true. Um, totally what you said about cancellation. There's also something about how easy it is to make your reservation and how easy yep. it is to make your reservation for a friend. The yep. one, the, and while we're doing all this, we're going to talk about like a couple tricks we've learned from experience. But mm -hmm. basically, you, it, you say, I want to add my buddy. I put in your information. It sends you an email. You have to click the email and then you're on mine. And sometimes there's a little hiccup there. But once that goes through and is on the app, I can literally just like, hey, we're booking the movie. You know, we might go to this together. We might not. I'm going to book it for Renee. Yeah. Confirm. And then that way we have that saved. And then I text you. You're busy. You wake up and you say, hey, I actually can't go that night. Cancel. But at mm -hmm. least you're doing that. And so I have a buddy. They have a group of friends who usually go to the movies once a week. And they just book it for everybody and then let people cancel whenever they want. That yeah. is sick. Um, yeah. The other thing is... Regal is really good at points. We'll get to some things Regal does well. AMC, I think I have to believe they accrue slower because it's mm -hmm. not as much of a points-based rewards program, but you do get points. And I had a buddy recently, I told him about, oh, I got a free a free popcorn. He goes, oh, how much? Uh, he was eating something. Uh, how much do I owe you? It was free. He goes, how? Oh, uh, I'm a member. He goes, I am too. I go, oh. Yeah. Um, well, you get the points, you redeem, you get $5 reward, you have to click activate. If you don't click yep. activate, it doesn't show up automatically. Yep. And he goes, oh, let me see. I've been doing AMC for years. Oh my gosh. He had enough popcorn for his children, his children's children. <laughs> Dude was set for life. It's a little bit cheap, so he ended up still charging me half of it and, or let me pay oh. the whole thing. Whatever, I don't care. I'm sure he and his girl are just riding high on the free popcorn chain. Mm. Do mm. your thing, buddy. That's awesome. Um, but otherwise, overall, I think that's the, my main general little thoughts on 
on on AMC because you know that's where you're not just entertained but we're somehow reborn together sure yeah dazzling absolutely. images on a huge silver screen sound that you can feel uh-huh. because AMC makes movies better shout out Nicole Kidman man man Doing yeah I can't I heard she's recording a new version for next year so I am looking forward to seeing what that's gonna look like <gasps> Oh yeah. Okay. Oh yeah. yeah. So that's going to be exciting. Um, one last thing also to mention about AMC is that there will be times where you're going to try to make a reservation for something that may not be included. Um, and these are like more of like those special fan screenings or major studio advanced screenings and all that. Because I have one example here where I was trying to catch Lightyear. Um, they were doing like an early screening, but this was an early screening that was being provided by the studio directly. Mm-hmm. So because of that, I was not able to use any of my reservations on my AMC. So they were charging literally $30 for that ticket. Hmm. So there will be a moment where sometimes yeah. you may come across that, but it's not that often. So that's just something to keep in mind there. Well, but uh, oh yeah, go ahead. Well, while you're on it, yes, there's the ones where it's like a five dollar fan movie. They're bringing back an old mm-hmm. black and white classic just for one time, and I go, okay, I know I'm clicking, I'm in my app. What's wrong here? Why is it charging me full price? And then so just that's that is something to keep an eye on. That's definitely worth it. Yeah. What I will say, we'll get to that uh, this issue with I have with Regal in a second, but with AMC, one thing that they do well is the 3D, the IMAX, the Dolby, mm-hmm. the AMC Prime, which. It basically, if you're not sure, it goes Dolby's best, Prime's next best. Um, IMAX is up there, depending on if you want it to be bigger or not, etc. But one thing they do, and that's just my opinion, but one thing they do well is those are all the same price. So I yeah. go, okay, it's just a matter of the timing and whatever. But if you're trying to see the big, when I went to go see Nope, it's like, I got to see it on IMAX. Or this new Batman movie, I waited till the Dolby time, which was an hour later, whatever. Um but oh, some of those, Dolby, Prime, IMAX, there's usually only one per theater, even at the biggest ones, and some of them don't have them. So you might game that a little bit when you're figuring out which one to use. But yeah. the fact that AMC doesn't have a surcharge for a ticket that I, uh, with the Batman, they did experimental pricing with if we do it higher yep. for mm-hmm. this one movie, everything else is the same as all the other movies. This one's higher just to see will people pay it because it's a new release, whatever. Right. That was interesting. But even then, you, you have, you're a member, you have the membership, don't worry about it. You can click the best quality showing unless it's what you're talking about, one of the little tricky ones. So that's an issue I have with Regal, which we'll get to. Yeah. Well, speaking of which, let's get into right now. But before we do, Ken, let us know if you are an AMC Stubbs A-list member, what do you like about it? What are your qualms with it, if there are any? Let us know in the comments. And if you haven't done so yet, again, like, subscribe, all that good stuff. Anyway. Regal Unlimited is the next program here. So with Regal Unlimited, um, again, they have three tiers, which is pretty much the norm uh, with a lot of these programs. So you have the $18 tier, $21 tier, and the top tier, which is $23.50, of course, plus tax. Um, They do lock you in for a three-month or a one-year commitment, depending on the Mm -hmm. tier that you decide to sign up for. Now, the benefits, of course, of this program are that you get to see as many movies as you like per month with no blackout dates. So what does that mean? Unlike AMC, that limits you to three movies a week. If you wanted to see five movies in a day, go at it. You could do that. You wanted to see two movies the next day after that? 
feel free to do so. You have all the power in the world to do that. Can't be at the same time, correct? But as long as there's no, no. overlap from start to end right. time, and you can't yeah. like book two for you and a friend. But basically, I, I wonder how that works with the start and end time. But anyway, that's that's clever. Yeah, uh, that that is a game. Like that's what they do best. Oh yeah, and 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 the app does a good job at reminding you. It's like, oh, there's a movie overlap here. Blah blah blah. That, you know, okay. So because right. I've seen that before. Yeah. Um, now the restrictions, and this is where it gets kind of wonky. This is probably the program that has the most restrictions and things you have to look out for. So listen carefully to this. You will be charged a convenience fee for every reservation you make through the app. So that could be 50 cents. For, for us, I believe it's 50 cents per reservation. It might be different depending on the region you're in, but expect to always pay that. You want to go to a premium format showing, which is like your IMAXs, your Dolby's, your RPX's, which is at the Regal Theaters. That will cost you an additional fee. That could be as high as $5, sometimes $10. It depends on the type of movie and if it's the first weekend or the weekend after. So you kind of have oh, to, because wow. I, I, yeah, I've noticed Whoa. there's a difference. I've noticed that huh. there is a difference. Yeah. I don't know what they're doing to gauge that. They could be just maybe testing it out or whatever the case is, but expect to pay an extra fee for those formats. Now, cancellations will be refunded, meaning you get the reservation back, but your convenience fee will not. So if you do make a cancellation, that 50 cents you paid, you could say goodbye to that. That's not going to be refunded to you. Now, I don't know how it acts when it comes to a premium format. I would hope that you get that $3, $5 back in order cases. I don't know. I don't have experience with that. Now, the lower tiered memberships, of course, are restricted to only certain regions. Check the website to make sure what those regions are. And some special screenings, just like AMC, will be costing you extra. So your fan, whatever fan film events, your whatever, like, what you know, you could watch... Uh, sometimes Broadway shows or, or, or operas in the movie theater, like that's going to mm -hmm. cost you additional mm -hmm. money. What I have as an example here is I tried to see Top Gun Maverick, an early access event, and they wanted to charge me an extra $10 to 50 cents hmm. for that specifically. Before so, it released or just right when it came out? It was before it was released. Oh, yeah. Okay, interesting. Yeah. And then for that same light year early access screening, the Andy experience, they wanted to charge me $5. So not as high as AMC, but still, mm. th those are the type of uh, surcharges and fees you're looking to get there. So this is, oh, and then some other benefits, 10% off concessions, free large popcorn drink on your birthday, you earn the credits, um, and you will get access to certain Regal Unlimited special advanced screenings, which I've been able to take advantage of. That's how I saw 3,000 Years of Longing. That was a Regal Unlimited uh, special advanced screening. So uh, cool. those are some of the cool things there. Now, my issue with Regal is all the fees you have to pay because that does add up. If you watch a movie, let's say you watch five movies a week, you're paying 50 cents each time you're watching that movie at Regal. So if you watch a certain amount of movies in a given month, you are adding money to that monthly fee that you're already paying. And that could be very, very costly, depending, again, how, how often you go. Their cancellation and refund policy can be a little tricky. You know, like I said, I didn't know I couldn't get my 50 cents back. So that was kind of troublesome for me, especially if the app 
messes up. And I've experienced this where the app tells me it's at one time and when it's that day, it changes mm. times and mm -hmm. they don't give you advance warning of it. Mm. I couldn't make it. I missed it by an hour. Like this wasn't really my fault. The app fucked up. Sorry, 50 cents is ours, but you can reserve another showing if you want right now. I'm like, okay, well, one downside of that. Um, the, pre the lack of premium formats that's included. That is a downside for me too, because you know, you may want to see an IMAX showing of something or go to an RPX showing of something. It's unfortunate that you have to pay extra for that. Well, AMC includes that in their monthly program, right? So it's just the amount of fees that you have to pay on top of already your monthly subscri subscription. Plus, I do feel like the way they um, coordinate their regional um, offerings for the lower tiers doesn't really make a lot of sense to me because I looked into maybe getting a lower tiered subscription because the Regal is the only one Regal I go to, and that's literally the one next to me. And that one was not available unless I did the top tier one. Mm. So I'm like, oh, well, that kind of sucks. You know, if I'm just going to one movie theater, how come I can't pay $18 a month for that? It's because New York or that particular location was not included in any of the lower tiers. So I feel like in the major metropolitan areas, you will get screwed and you have to go for the higher $23 tier uh, mm. for those plants. So mm. as far as my experience at the Regal Cinemas, um, I haven't had any really major issues. I feel like everyone's pretty friendly. They, Everyone does understand how the program works, uh, which is really beneficial. Uh, you don't have to deal with priority lanes and anything like that, but they do kind of handle their cues pretty well. And when they get up there, they know right away. It's like, oh, are you a Regal member? All right, let's take care of that right away and all that, while certain AMC employees will not ask you. So that's some of the things that I've noticed. Uh, but other than that, um, the, the Regal cinema that I go to is fantastic. It's been in my neighborhood forever. Um, and, you know, I've had no issues. But like I said, my main issues are the amount of fees that you have to pay uh, for going to uh, uh, going to the movie that you reserve there. So, uh, Blake, what about you and Regal? Because I know you were a member of Regal at one point, right? I was, and you and I actually went to the same theater just because yes. of coincidence. I used to live nearest that area. So it was a That's few right. shops for me the other way. Once I moved out of that area is when I switched over to AMC for good since mm -hmm. then. At one point, I had both because they during COVID, they did the pause on all memberships. And then they gave yep. you a little bit of free time until they said, okay, we'll give everybody a little time coming back to the movies, trying to get seats and butts and seats. And then eventually they said, okay, now we're going to start charging you again full time. And I canceled right then. Yeah. Recently, I was looking at rejoining because I was going to buy a couple tickets. And the question was like, Okay, one for myself is this much money, 20 bucks, let's say. Then uh, if I could do a one month, I'm just a few bucks behind being good um, before making it back. So I might go to Regal again. Then it turned out there was a three-month minimum you mentioned. Yeah. Um, then, and then I was like, okay, so I'm going to be basically paying that times three. I'm not going to get it back probably. Um, that's circumstantial. There was a time where I had both and, I actually, and, and Alamo, which we'll get to, but where I used those um concurrently and that was cool to always have the options yeah that was basically during the free covid time or at some point when the, there were enough movies at alamo and got a good deal whatever the thing you didn't mention which i'm shocked 
absolutely shocked is Regal does something that no other chain does to my knowledge. And that is they have versions of popular movies where they punch you in the back and spray water in your face while you're watching the movie. And you can't, if you're into going to the movies and being uh, whipped or whatever it is that you like, then Regal does that, and no other theater chain has even has the bravery to say, and listen, I'm not judging. I haven't gone to one of those showings myself, but if you do, that's absolutely fine. There is something called yeah. 4DX, mm -hmm. and the idea is, oh, you think there's only three dimensions to reality? Baby, listen, there's four, and that includes smell, I think, is one of them, definitely touch. Yeah. And the motion, and so you can go to Fast and Furious, and you're getting from. Oh, well, you're whipping a lot around. Of videos, oh, and yeah. I've asked. I, I had to do a lot of research, so I'm only including this because I just want to make sure people know what it might be uh -huh. like to try to be enjoying a video while this is happening. Yeah, I'm done now because there's no way I could keep doing that without throwing up. I read a lot about it, and I am the kind of person I love a good mind fuck. I want to be fully immersed. I go to the museum, and I'm Cameron and Ferris Bueller, just getting as close as I can. I want to get lost in it. Yeah. Where I sit in the theater, I don't think I've said this here. I sit on the front row. When I have a choice, I like to sit <laughs> on the front row. Technically, when I'm with anybody or like on a casual day, I'll sit in the middle where you, there's the pole in front of you and you get to put your feet up or whatever. You get a little, nobody's right in front of you, you get a little better angle. But if it's a movie I'm really excited about, an action movie, um, Top Gun Maverick, front row, baby. Because I do not want to see anything or anybody mm. other than just being fully sucked in, baby. So I thought 40X was for me. The, the research I did, I was like, someone tell me one good thing about this, please, and I'll go, I'll go. And it's so expensive. And you're, there are people who are, like, getting semi-injured. It's like the yeah. Charlie Chaplin Modern Times thing where the machine doesn't stop. And so they're like, oh, I had to use the bathroom and the chair was moving. So I got rocked, kicked my girlfriend's mm -hmm. popcorn over, accidentally elbowed her trying to move. You're getting sprayed with water, which sounds, oh, I'm in Avatar. I'm missed. I feel the rainforest. There's yeah. a version of that that's acceptable. There's a, the versions people have actually experienced is unacceptable. Just again, oh, what do you know? The theater where I got to use my icy cup to get a Coca-Cola, no ticket taker, couldn't find any security for 10 minutes until they got the people out of the theater. They're not really maintaining the machines as well as the, I think they probably should. So you're just getting, okay, I'm just getting just sprayed with water in the middle of it. It's <laughs> hilarious to me that this exists at all. But if you're into that, I am not judging you that is totally fine and whatever yuck you want to yum you want to enjoy i'm i okay renee's a bigot and he's gonna judge oh. the hell out of you if yeah. that's your thing baby have fun i'll i honestly it still is on my lifetime bucket list it's just like i i never i missed cinema scope back in the 50s i want to try 40x <sighs> that aside oh man aside um, I, from experience, I think you can get the refund back. You were asking, mentioning that earlier, um, mm -hmm. on the, like the $4, you pay the extra or if the, you don't premium, the movie yeah. and you pay the mm -hmm. premium. I think you get that back from experience yeah. unless something's changed. Okay. I'll say this and I'm going to keep the rest of it pretty brief. Um, cause I'm not currently a regal member, but the UI in their app was amazing. They actually let you pick the card um of what your card looks like because it's a virtual card so i use right. blade runner 2049 one of my all-time favorite movies better than the original we'll get to that some other time i'm sure um 
the the actual ui is sweet now canceling a movie or if you have to do anything unique it's not as good and amc yeah. is great at that but the actual interface of the app and what you're looking at is visually it's clean it's fast it's clear to me there to where to go to click things one time i was at amc and i was trying to figure out i was trying to show them that i bought a large popcorn but it wasn't on my movie ticket it was i bought it separately mm -hmm. after the fact and we couldn't even like me and the employer both like trying to figure this thing out like they don't work there and like i didn't just do it and we yeah. and it took like a few minutes and they're like ah, just what here you said popcorn here I, i'm an amc amc employee i don't give a damn i'm sure you got it buddy um the staff in my opinion are better at regal and i don't just mean more cop like like I'm, i don't care if amc they don't give a damn at Regal, to me, it's just more, I'm assuming either they have a better management program, they pay them better, something. But from my experience, and maybe it's the one I was going to in Queens, lovely staff, like for real. Yeah. It's like they actually yep. are, they give a damn in the least. Whereas AMC, yep. that's usually not the case. Right. The extra fees, you already went into that. Um, I don't. We don't need to belabor it. If you have an extra, whatever it is, if you're going to go see the movies 10 times in a month and you got the extra 40 20 bucks, however it works out that month. And that's not an issue. I'd say that this is probably a better overall experience that aside, if you can just ignore that fact completely. Mm -hmm. um, you're right about the three month thing. We talked about that. And then lastly, I, my question I think is we're comparing these different chains and I'm curious if Regal, how long, what it might take for Regal to jump AMC. We know both have had their financial issues. Regal was talking about bankruptcy not too long ago. AMC was on the brink and then the stonk, uh, the stonking happened. When you have a better product, better staff, and the fees are small enough, I think they get away with it. And we'll talk about our rankings and why we choose this one versus that one. But if you get away with it, you're charging a few bucks here and there. You that's They're making more money on this program than AMC is, at least just on each transaction. I don't know if they have more or less, how it works, what it would take, but that's a question I have um, when we're comparing them. The, the only other thing I want to mention is you're getting 10% off on popcorn. This also applies to all theaters. You had empty seats. You had way too many empty seats for way too long, and you still do. The other day, there were two movie times sold out. Everything else, it was just the Wild West. You could just walk in few mm. people in the theater if you have an empty seat and you have a subscription program you're getting a few bucks on the subscription program even if you abuse the program like us but then i buy almost every time i my family did it i do it it's like i need to an addiction i get large popcorn large coke every time sometimes i'll sneak in some candy sometimes i'll do the oh nobody's looking i'll put in my water bottle whatever yeah but on average throughout my life it's one large popcorn one large coke um that the cost of a bucket of popcorn on their end is last time I looked it up, basically 37 cents and they're selling it to you for like seven bucks. Right. So yep. I love that movie pass pioneered this type of program. It makes too much sense when you have empty seats. So even if we are okay, if tickets are 20 bucks each and I go to the movies 20 times with this program, I wasn't going to go 20 times. If they were 20 bucks each, I would rethink and go, do I really want to see that? But when I do go now, and let's just say the third, fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh are all free, and I was going to go anyway, I'm buying the popcorn and Coke now. So what you want to do is you have empty seats, bring people in. Um, yeah. 
that's when we're when we're talking about all theaters and then generally when we're talking about comparing the theaters i'm excited to get into cinemark and, and alamo um but there are some actual differences in the quality of the theater and the quality of these programs i'm curious what it means for the long term of the business but for mm-hmm. now i'm an amc man formal regal man there's a reason why but yeah what are your thoughts yeah no i mean yeah good points there i, I think that the whole cost of concessions have always been a topic of contention, right? Because year after year, the prices on concessions have been going up, 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 and up. You know, I remember last time I bought a combo, which is large popcorn, large drink, even without my benefits or rewards and all that, that's already like a good 20 bucks right there. And that's, I mean, you go to like your mom and pop movie theater, like uh you know places Mm -hmm. where they're charging you like two bucks for popcorn or two dollars for soda right and these guys are getting away with charging 20 bucks now you have a giant group or family that can double right because you got to be able to feed everyone plus you have your hot dogs your candy and all that stuff like that i I have 14 children and one time i spent (laughs) seven thousand dollars at the movie theater and i still i believe it yeah, and not worth oh, it. Oh, I, I, I believe we just, it. We just said, youngest, you don't get to go. Sorry. Right. We're going to the R-rated. That or, remember that trip to Disney we were going? No, that's now canceled because you we had to, to watch Toy Story time. 4. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we gave Disney the same amount of money. We just didn't yeah. have to buy the plane ticket, so screw exactly. it. Exactly, exactly, yeah. <laughs> I remember I uh, back when Blockbuster was around and I used to work at a Blockbuster video, we were two blocks away from a movie theater and everyone would come to Blockbuster because we purposely put our candy on sale, knowing people were going to come in, buy the candy from us and bring it to the movie theater. So we made a lot of buck from that. But, you know, that just shows you how expensive it is. You said Blockbuster? Like stomp, like the stomp, like Blankbuster. What is that? Are, are we going back well, to that now? Yeah. No, I'm actually yeah. just trying to remember what this come. Like I, I, it's, I block. Familiar. Block. block. For block. the young ones, what is a block? Yes. A buster of blocks. So Blockbuster used to be a place where you could all go as a community and rent uh-huh. movies before streaming service were around. So, yes. It's like streaming a physical device. <laughs> right. Basically. Yeah. There's a Something player. You take it's complicated. Home, uh, yeah. There's a subscription. We're not getting into it. We're not comparing Blockbuster yeah. to Cinemia, even though they're both no. really obsolete. No. Uh, but, uh, but you know, ask your parents about it. They'll tell you everything you need to know. <laughs> it, it, it was a fun time. Hey guys, I hope you're enjoying this episode so far, but before we continue, I wanted to quickly talk about Bulletproof Coffee. Bulletproof Coffee is my favorite coffee of choice to start off my mornings with. Why? Because it's clean coffee. What does that mean? Well, one, there are no chemicals in it. Why? Because they go through this multi-step process of making sure that all of their beans are fully clean and free of any chemicals so that when you get the beans delivered to you, it is the pure beans, the pure coffee, the goodness that you've been wanting, the taste, the flavor, and the nutritional value as well without worrying about any added chemicals or anything else put into the mix there. Um, it also doesn't have that weird acidic taste that some coffees give you. I don't know how about you, but for me, some coffees kind of give me that weird sensation in my stomach, makes me a little burpy, and it kind of drags me down a little bit instead of really waking me up, uh, which is something that I need for my coffee every day. Bulletproof also offers a lot of keto-friendly snacks and supplements, anything that you need to kind of 
add to your everyday nutritional needs, add to your diet, and make you and pretty much transforms the way you feel uh, every day. So, uh, for a limited time, if you use this code on that you see on the screen right now, low key geek all caps, one word, you can get 15% off your order. So what, what is it better than that, right? Check out the link in the description of this episode. Use this code, get yourself your discount, and make your mornings a little bit more bulletproof with Bulletproof Coffee. Now, back to the episode. But uh, but yeah, but moving on to our next program. And again, if you are a Regal Unlimited member, let us know your thoughts, comments, Why? gripes, all that stuff. We we want we definitely want to hear it. Um, if, if but then, anybody does, what's your worst experience with your theater chain? Yeah. Or like, what's the thing you do to get away with? What's your insider tip? Mm-hmm. I give you a few of mine. You're welcome. Sure. If you're ever in the Times Square AMC, have a field day, baby. Uh, but I actually am curious about that stuff. And For sure. um, I start that conversation, please. That would be fun. Okay. Oh yeah. And, and I feel like in another episode we can talk about the the practicality and maybe morality of bringing your own food to movie theaters mm. and being more okay. yeah. careful and selective <laughs> in how it affects the viewing experiences uh, for people around you. Yeah. You know, a little bit of like the courtesies and all that stuff like that because I'm pretty sure Blake and I can go for a good hour on a lot of that stuff. But <laughs> so, movie theater etiquette, we, we're not getting into it, but we're yeah. basically... Don't interrupt the other person's experience with your smells, your sounds, your Mm -hmm. anything. I love that you're explaining the movie to your friend. Wait till afterward or don't go to the theater if you're going to be interrupting it for yourselves because you also can't see it. Why are you here? Why are you here? I will say this. uh, We're talking about the insider tips. I don't know if this is still true, but I do know in high school, first thing you would do is they had physical movie tickets. It was like a piece of paper for the young ones, like a piece of paper. Mm-hmm. Hard to explain a movie ticket concept, but basically, uh, cell phones had cases. It was a little Nokia device, and you would literally open it up and then put the ticket in, and you'd go, "Excuse me, Mister Security Guard, I'd have to go to my friend and give him his phone. I was in my <laughs> pocket." He goes, "What's that device? I don't know what a cell phone is." You hand the cell phone to your friend. They go to the bathroom. They then come up and go, "Hey, I have a stub. Do a, I'm just going to go right in? No problem." We would get in like half of our group free all the time. The other one is you're at a mall food court. This is not a thing in New York City as much. In the Midwest where I'm from, the Southwest, you've got a food court and a movie theater. You're begging yeah. for people to take in real meals. And so we would have a Sonic drive-in, cargo khaki shorts. We're talking like 2004. And you would just load the, it up with Sonic. So you're taking in a giant drink, hard to conceal, and tater tots, like it's Napoleon Dynamite. Napoleon Dynamite, one. yes. Yep. And then waffle fries in the other and syrup, and you're a disgusting mess. And basically, to me, I don't care what you do in the theater as long as you're not interrupting my experience properly. A little unwrapping the candy, sure. Yeah. Chewing with your mouth open, not good. Chewing with your yeah. mouth closed, very good. But in the case, fine. Having a whole meal to where everyone can smell your Thanksgiving dinner, not okay. So... If you get teleported the year 2004, one, put the t- movie ticket thingy in your Nokia thingy, hand it to your friend, and then you can just take in all the Sonic drive-in you want. It's sick. And at some point, the theaters stopped really giving a damn. It depends yeah. on your local policy, but there was a while they said mm-hmm. no drinks, and I don't know what happened, but literally they made an announcement. They are like, you can now bring in your drinks, and Sonic, 44 ounces, walking right in, and just looking at the person who last week said you couldn't, and you're going... 
doing that thing. Um, yeah. Bringing the food in, I, it's tricky. And I, I definitely am okay with getting one over on giant corporations. That's a personal decision up to sure. you. Just don't interrupt yeah. the other person's experience. Yeah. I think they're just like, there are ways to do it without, like what you said, disrupting the experience of those around you and all that. Like, don't bring a tuna sandwich to the theater. You know, don't, yeah. you know, don't start eating your leftover fish, salmon, whatever the case is, or whatever. Something that is like constantly making noises as you are opening and closing, opening and closing, like that can get a little bit too much. So, but like I said, we can talk about this on another episode <laughs> fully. We can also talk about experiences and how it is watching movies in other countries outside of the U.S. because there oh, are yeah. significant differences for uh -huh. sure. But uh -huh. that being said, our next uh, program here is for Cinemark. So Cinemark has something called the Movie Club. Now... Blake and I don't have that much experience with Cinemark, except for one ex particular experience that we can we'll talk about in oh, a yeah. minute. Hell and yeah. mainly because Cinemark is not within New York, so we yeah. have to actually go to either deep in New Jersey or Connecticut, and that's like a good two-hour drive away from us and all that. So, but if you are near a Cinemark, and I know they're pretty well known on the West Coast and all that cost of this this particular program is really based on your location. So I did research in New York City and LA. It's $10 a month. But if you're in like Ohio, it could be like $8.99 a month. So it really is depending on your region and all that. Now the benefit. This is the most different program compared to Regal and AMC because literally you just get one movie a month. So you get you pay $10 and basically you have you grant access to one movie per month. If you don't use it, you can roll over that credit to the following month, so on and so forth. So let's say for three months straight, you don't go to a movie. Now all of a sudden you have four movies you can watch in a given month. No convenience fee for reservations. And of course the restrictions are, you have to pay extra when it comes to premium formats. Now, other benefits you get this is probably the biggest discount in concessions I've ever seen. You get 20% off Ooh. all concessions. That can go a long way, trust me. Of yeah. course, you earn rewards because they have their own rewards program. If you needed to purchase additional tickets for people in your party, you get to pay a special member price on these tickets as a member of this club, which is kind of cool. Probably also one of the easiest cancellation policies I've ever seen. You could cancel any time and any unused credits will be kept in your account for up to six months. You could sign up for this program and there's no kind of uh, initial commitment at all. So it's kind of like you could sign up and anytime you want to cancel, you can cancel. If you want to re-sign up, you can do so anytime. Now, the more you go and the more you use this program, you get upgraded to a platinum tier. So if you go 25 times a year or you purchase 60 tickets within that same year, you get upgraded. So what does this mean? You get two free bonus credits every year and your your discount on concessions is 25%. Wow, wow. there you go. So That'll save me thousands of dollars with my family of 60 Oh yeah, people. absolutely. A lot. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. So I'll just say this straight up. This is not the ideal program for Blake and I because we go to the movies way too often for something like this. Now, for a casual movie-going person, this could be very beneficial for you if you are within the distance of a Cinemark. Um, if you watch one movie a month, not bad. Uh, especially with New York City prices and Metropolitan prices, this is a steal. 
but depending on where you are and, and where you're located, this may not be something you want to consider. But Blake, do you want to explain our own experience with Cinemark and uh, what we think of it overall? Okay, I'm going to tease the story a little bit longer because that was one of the best days of my life. But um, first, I do have a little experience with Cinemark. Okay. I don't have the rewards program, but I'm from Oklahoma. And mm. Oklahoma City Cinemark, the, the Tinseltown Theater, was for a moment the premier theater. And I think it was around like, I'm going to ballpark at 97, 99, something like that. Right. Um, awesome experiences there. It's where I saw Rush Hour 1. It might be Rush Hour 2. But um, great times there. That said, it's declined greatly. And I'm curious uh, if, like we talked about, in general, things decline. AMC yeah. in particular declines. Um, I'm assuming this is somewhat true elsewhere. I'm curious if it, if it uh, vibes with people's experience uh, watching uh, who do have a Cinemark in their town. But basically, you don't really go to that theater unless you're trying to save a little bit more money or you're in the area, they have a certain movie at the right time, whatever. I still kind of like it. I have a little bit of nostalgia for it because it has that more Tinseltown old school vibe. Yeah. But there's also something a little bit run down about it from, from my, even my most recent experiences there. Um, the Apparently, I looked up a couple things. One, they have 30% of the theater chains in Brazil. So keep crushing oh. that Brazilian market. Go Brazil. Um, the other one, another thing mentioning is the, in 2021, when there's all this question of what time, when do we release movies in theaters versus streaming versus whatever, they got some kind of deal with a bunch of the, the Hollywood studios to show their movies for a certain amount of time. And they kind of put that on paper. So then mm -hmm. some of the studios who don't want to just sell all the rights to HBO or whatever are, are putting that in pen. So a lot of those theaters throughout the country, which there's plenty of places that do have these theater chains, is you could have a reliable, if it's a Disney movie, it'll be at this theater for this amount of time, something like that. Um, just check the fine print wherever you are. Um, that's the end of my little, I don't have much experience. It's been maybe 10 years since I've, I've lived in a town with, a, with one of these theaters. So do you want to teleport ourselves back to, is it fall 2020? September? It was, it was definitely end of summer. 2020 um september so, 3rd I, exactly okay. yeah or at least that's the day it's the release date right so yeah literally end of summer at that point um mm. so blake oh, and i two year anniversary was just a few days ago man also oh, there you happy, go happy national cinema day i, I didn't mention that earlier oh. <laughs> um so the, the story goes blake and i and, a, and another friend of ours we were yeah obviously locked down and all that and we were just hankering to go out and in particular watch a movie now if you remember around that time obviously a lot of the theaters were closed and with the exception of uh, some pushback with a certain director called christopher nolan who insisted that his movie Tenet be released only in theaters because he was not going to let his movie, his precious darling of a movie, get released and viewed at home through a streaming service. So in a way, he forced the hand of movie theaters mm -hmm. to open up to basically show his movie. Uh, I'm going to catch it a little bit. Okay. A lot of the theaters that it's playing in are already open because – the way it worked essentially in the year 2020 for any three-year-olds on here that will bring you back in time the if a if a law 
passed that said you can't have movie theaters in this city. There usually wasn't, or a state, there usually wasn't a movie theater open there. Yeah. But then as soon as they released the restrictions to the governing body of your area, the theaters would open because they're corporations, they have stakeholders, et cetera. And they would say, all right, doors are open, baby. We're going to mask up. We're going to, they did all these advertisements of, okay, we've sprayed everything with 10 ounces of Clorox and your popcorn might taste a little bit off because of it, yeah. et cetera. That we got the, the filters in the theater. But in New York City, zero theaters were open when Tenet was going to be released. LA had opened theirs. This is off memory, but it was like LA opened theirs. People weren't comfortable going a lot. And then they closed them down shortly after once there was another surge. Yeah. So there was this weird timing where they're just trying to get it right. Okay, enough theaters are open in enough cities and we're trying to release this damn movie. We've been hyped about it for so long. Mm -hmm. So they, they announce, sorry, New York, uh, we're releasing Tenet, the new yeah. Christopher Nolan movie that you've been so excited about. Right. So what do you do? What are your three movie loving buddies? What do you do? Yeah, what do you do? So we what we did is that we found the nearest theater that we could find that not only will allow us to watch this movie, but allow us to watch the movie alone with only mm -hmm. us three in the single theater. So Cinemark at this time had the sweetest deal to mm -hmm. rent out an entire theater for a showing for only what was it? A hundred bucks? hundred bucks, baby. It yeah. may have been 150 or there's a little bit after tax fees, whatever. I'm going like, we, we basically paid, oh gosh, this, this was such a lovely day. I, we're going to go with 100 bucks, a little bit of fees <clears> on that. Yeah. And because they were trying to get people in theaters, the concessions were all 50% off, I think. Or it was like $3 yeah. popcorn or something <clears> like that. It was wild. Yeah, I remember a soda and a popcorn only cost us five bucks. Yeah. Like, I, I, oh yeah. my gosh, they had that special yeah. deal. And so uh -huh. what do you do? Do you say, oh, thank you for the sale? You know, no, I'm living like a king. I'm going to get seven popcorns, sir, <laughs> and 42 sodas. And I'll pay the same amount I used to pay before. Yeah. What I'm used to it. I haven't gone to the movies, saved a lot of money on movies back in those days. We're uh -huh. just sitting on it and going, okay. So one of, one of us has a car and we yeah. say, hey, let's pop in buddies. We rent the theater and we drive. Yeah, Not outside of New York City, all the way to the nearest cinema in Connecticut. In Connecticut. It was a good two-hour drive, at least. <laughs> um, but when we walked in there, we felt like gods and kings. Because oh we gosh. basically owned this entire theater yeah. just to yeah. ourselves. Yeah. It was glorious. It's probably an experience we're never going to have again. No. Because <laughs> I think to rent the theater nowadays is 200 bucks or something like that. Or maybe 150-ish. But whatever the case is. It was just one of those had to try it moments. We knew we were safe. We smelt the chemicals in the air when we walked in because mm. so we knew things were cleaned and the discount on the popcorn and soda. Wow. We you got know, extra I, candy. I think we got I, something like two candies each. Uh, and then the popcorns were a little smaller. So we got a few of them. There were yeah. no refills. We didn't want to miss an inch of this movie. No. So we got like a few of the cheap, small popcorns on top of the popcorn. Five dollars. Uh -huh. was amazing. It was Amazing. glorious. Like we spread out. Like we weren't like sitting all close together. We were like, oh, I'm gonna take this row. You're gonna take that row. You know, yeah. It's just like, yeah, Your it was in the front. As always, yeah. Oh, yeah, it was literally one of the funniest experiences I had yeah. going to the movie theater. Um, and we even <laughs> the disappointing thing is that we wanted to try the closed captioning yeah. device for the first yeah. time because we, yeah. why not? You know, we're here all by ourselves. It no, didn't no. work. Also, Tenet was, the problem was the audio. And right. Everyone right. who'd seen it had said it's hard That's to make true. out a lot of the dialogue, which was true. That's true. 
So we said, we got to do this. Oh, yeah. it's free. There's no one using it. Yeah. There's almost nobody in the whole mall or the whole theater, just a few yeah. people. And so we get the devices because it was my understanding. If we had gone to an official tenant showtime with other people, yeah. it would have worked. But just for anyone who needs assistive devices out there and you're renting out the theater for your own experience, for whatever reason, it, you know, you're, you might be someone who's more cautious going out to the theaters. Yeah. And so you might need to do that. The theaters, if they haven't worked that out yet, they need to figure that that out. And I understand sure. there might be some movies where it's just not an option, the technology, the something. But yeah. for Tenet, they already had it with their other theaters. And just so there's nothing on our screens. And it's somewhere like, is it working for you, Blake? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No. That was so funny. Yeah. Like, like, like I even like walked over to our other friend to take a look to see if it was working. And he was just like, nah, it's not working, dude. You know, yeah. but. But still, it was pretty funny to just see how these devices looked like because we—I don't think we've ever seen one of them before—and we we're just like, "Ooh, new technology! Like this is pretty dope." Uh, but yeah, it was a fun time. It was a fun experience. The movie was definitely interesting, and it led to like a good two-hour-long conversation in the parking lot afterwards. Um, but that was basically our only experience with Cinemark, and we actually thank Cinemark for that because. It allowed us to get out of our homes and be able to do something kind of normal, but also be baller status and going to a movie theater and owning the theater there uh, all by ourselves. And it was and yeah. for the what one or two employees that we saw there, they were very oh, yeah. friendly, very nice, yeah. you know, very appreciative. First of all, yeah. that we went. So I, I I couldn't speak highly enough about it. Um, but that's the in wait, you know. Wait. Wait for Oppenheimer to come out, dude. We're doing it again. There you We're go. Make it every <laughs> Nolan movie for the rest of time. We're going to Connecticut, baby. That would be perfect. Yeah, that would be that would be like a great tradition to have. Which is like every Christopher Nolan movie that comes yeah. out, we're renting a theater, going to Connecticut to the same Cinemark, and we're just gonna enjoy it there. Yeah. Um, but speaking of great movie going experiences, and probably one of the best experiences you can have going to the movie theater. Again, Cinemark members out there, let us know your thoughts on Cinemark Movie Club. But Alamo Drafthouse. Mm. Alamo mm. Drafthouse is That's like the, the epitome of cinephiles and movie lovers getting one of the best experiences going to the movies. Um, the reason why is because they have strict rules about no talking, no using your phone, no late entries you know, to a certain time. Um, they really cater to the audience and the movie lover to just enjoy their time watching these movies. Um, especially if you are like an indie movie lover or like a kind of quirky movie lover, like they cater most to like that crowd because I love the little vignettes that they show in front of the movies that like are coinciding with the subject matter or certain actors or directors that are involved in that movie. They will just like do these little vignettes to kind of celebrate those people and kind of get you ready for the movie. And I just love it. Their food is fantastic. You could order alcohol. Their service for the most part is really great. And if you're a fan of cookies, they bake their cookies fresh for you once you order them. And it is mwah, the most beautiful thing ever. Now, it may be an expensive journey for a lot of you because with all that convenience, you are going to be paying a bit of money for it because... You know, you're going to be tempted to buy food and food will cost money and all that stuff like Every that. Yep. Um, and it catches me all the time, too. Like, I have never been to an Alamo and not ordered food. Like, it's Something. been like, yeah. Just, I go, ah, movie's almost over. Milkshake? They, yeah, they have a solid exactly. menu. Oh, We're yeah. talking about the upcharge of popcorn. 
Mm -hmm. that's in general restaurants that's like a whole gimmick is like yeah the alcohol is where they make all their money so if you're if right. you are going or you're taking a date just be ready it'll be hard to say no to the like are you sure you don't want to get a drink something like yeah. that so no yeah, absolutely definitely, it can become very expensive but with the program the rewards yeah. program save a little money absolutely you know and it's nice that um their season passed they did close out for a good amount of time because of obviously the pandemic and all that but they just recently re-upped it and reopened it so now you could get the season pass the alamo season pass uh three tiers again uh 16.99 19.99 and 29.99 so as far as the top tier option it is the most expensive option out there but again there are reasons behind it, right? And it's mainly because of the experience you go through. Um, what you can get here is that you get to see one movie per day um, throughout the week. You get to reserve your movie seven days in advance. So uh, unlike AMC or Regal, it's not one of those chains that you could reserve a movie a month ahead or whatever the case is, especially for like a major blockbuster or what have you. But I feel like for the most part, Alamo is not really always the place you go to to watch the Marvel film or the Star Wars film, you know, depending on how, on how you are and all that. But just keep that in mind that you can only reserve seven days in advance. Some of the restrictions here, convenience fees are charged for any reservation. Premium formats, of course, will cost you an additional $1.99 and it is non-refundable. Uh, once you cancel your subscription, you cannot re-enroll after a full year. So their yeah. cancellation policy is very, very strict. Now, Blake can shed some light on this in a little bit. But when you have to cancel a ticket or a reservation, that can get a little sticky. So just be warned about that. And the only other benefits included here is that you get to earn victory rewards points that can be redeemed for concessions, whatever the case is and all that. So definitely a little bit more expensive, um, a little bit limiting in certain aspects. But again, you are paying this much for the experience and kind of like the most premium experience you can have going to the movie theater. I love Alamo whenever I get a chance to go. Um, but it's not one of those theaters that I can go to regularly because of that temptation to want to always buy food and drink or whatever the case is. Um, but it's like a nice mood theater to do every now and then for me. So personally, the season pass doesn't make a lot of sense to me. But if you happen to live very close to one, then I don't see why not. Um, Blake, I know you are a huge fan of Alamo, and it, I'm pretty sure if it was much closer to you, this would probably be your number one pass that you would probably be a member of, right? Oh, 100%. So basically, I'll get to my thoughts on the program, the actual Alamo pass program mm -hmm. in a second. Um, but first off, there's 36 locations in the country, and 18 yeah. of them are in Texas. So um, they oh, and Cinemark of Alamo. Yes. Yeah, yeah you get it. <laughs> yep. I spent some time down there and their theaters in Texas, like they, they're running the game down there. It's pretty awesome. Um, that's part of the reason why I became aware of them a long time ago. And then in New York, once they opened one, it was like, oh my gosh, they have one in Brooklyn. You and I went there not too long after mm -hmm. to see big, I want to say Endgame or some big, it, they've been around for a second by then, but yeah. Um, and then now they have one in lower Manhattan and they're expanding. So now my last I checked, there were six more, uh, seven more on the way throughout the country. Mm -hmm. If it's coming to an area near you, definitely go. 
just so you can experience what it may have been like to be going to the movies back when it was a special experience oh, and yeah. not what we said about flies in the bathroom at AMC Empire or sticky carpet grossness, et cetera. Kids From what I can tell, all that stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And so if you care about the movies, if you're a cinephile, Renee, you mentioned mm-hmm. it. If you're a movie geek, Alamo Draft House is going to be your best possible experience. Yeah. The other ones I would say is if you want to eat, especially if it's a dinner uh, date situation, but you don't have time or it's a later showing and you didn't eat, the only showing we can or want to see is at 7 p.m., whatever it is, dinner and a movie at the same time. To some people, that sounds terrible. And when I first was telling people back in Oklahoma, like, oh, yeah, there's these theaters now. We have a few in New York that aren't Alamo. Um, I personally enjoy the experience, and I am not good. I have ADHD, and so I'm sitting in the theater, and if someone's chomping popcorn next to me, ruins the entire movie. Mm-hmm. For whatever reason, I think it's because, partially because it's got this more movie palace feel, and it's a place where people who respect movies go. Generally, yeah. the permission structure doesn't allow chaotic, messy, nastiness. So people are eating more quietly. And you'll be expected to do so at an Alamo draft house. And if you have a problem with the noise, as you mentioned, talking or just in general, if there's a distraction, you, there's staff members up and down. So it's the yep. opposite of AMC where it takes 10 minutes to find someone and then 20 minutes for them to kick the person out or whatever it might yep. be. At Alamo, there's people running up and down the aisles through the whole time. If you think that might be too distracting, that's maybe one issue is they're running in front of you. Now they're wearing all black. They're really good at it. They're grabbing the piece of paper, checking your order, and they might go, this is what this says, and then they'll move yeah. on. When it's time to pay the check, there's a couple minutes where the whole theater in general, they're getting their checks at roughly the same time, and so they might take you out of the moment a little bit. Yeah. Overall, though, on that, um, that's where it's best is the dinner and movie experience and just the movie experience as a whole If it's a movie where you must hear every single word and you're obsessed and you're a passionate cinephile and you want zero distractions, go to the Cinemark in Connecticut, rent it out yourself. (laughs) Otherwise, there's no winning because at any other chain, there's going to be just too high of an odds of just some crap going on around you and no one cares. Or at Alamo, there might be someone right in front of you. I would always choose the Alamo bargain there if I had to because at least the people involved in the little distraction that might be happening are people who respect movies. Yeah. The only other demographic I would say is built for Alamo is if you have money and you want a luxurious experience, doesn't get better than Alamo Draft House. They actually have, depending on how much of a foodie you are, in my opinion, quality food, yeah. interesting desserts. They're themed around the movies a lot of times. So it's either named after a movie thing or with each new release, there will be, um, I don't remember what the most recent one, but it's always a clever, this cocktail is named after this. Mm-hmm. And it's got these ingredients that remind you of that movie. It's cute and yeah, clever every nice time. Nice special menu. Yeah, for sure. So it's a boutique experience overall. And if you have money or want a more luxurious movie experience and you can afford the extra bit, hundred percent worth it. Yeah. Um, the overall, exactly what you're talking about with like the, the little blips before the movie and they're getting you excited about the movies. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a few chains in, in New York. We've got like Nighthawk, great at that. They have a couple locations now. They're expanding. Um, and then you also have ones that have more of that feel of places that respect the movies, the IFC centers, the Angelicas, um, who recently bought out City Cinemas 1, 2, 3. So the indie theater near me is now yeah. an Angelica. But um, overall, in general, whatever city you're in, if you've got an Alamo Draft House, this is the place to go where they respect movies and you're more likely to get 
the Ghostbusters 23rd reunion movie experience, um, the midnight showing that something weird and, you know, it's the kind of place where if you are in any way like Tarantino with movies and you might want something a little weirder, pulpier, old school, black and white, and like you're not judgmental about all all I want to see is Top Gun and then I'm out. Mm -hmm. Go to Alamo Draft House. It is a lovely, and the the way they design the place, the way they decorate it. How is it that every single movie theater chain just decided we're going to do universe-themed carpet designs that are, like, straight out of the 1970s or 80s? Like, it's all a Stranger uh, Stranger Things motif, Mm -hmm. but it's it's new somehow. Yeah. And they're cleaning the carpet however often? No. Alamo Draft House, I think the carpet, at least there's an area where it's the shining, the carpet. Yeah. The one in Brooklyn, they have the, um, you're going to know his name, Puffy Marshmallow Guy from Ghostbusters. Michelin hey, Puff Man. Marshmallow Man. Thank you. Oh, wow. <laughs> nice timing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, um, you're going to, and they have uh, actually a video rental. We were trying to explain Blockbuster yes. to the kids earlier. They yes. have a video rental system there. I don't know what it's like in all the other cities, but Texas, New York, wherever I've been to an Alamo Draft House, it is a place where you're what Nicole Kidman says about AMC. It's where it's actually true. They actually make uh-huh. the movie experience better. Yeah, no, I love the fact that every Alamo Draft House has an addition to it that adds to the experience, right? So you talked about Brooklyn. The Brooklyn location has that nice bar that's kind of like themed to like oddities and like kind of like rarities and all that. Almost like you're going into a carnival setting. I love how they really have like those additional experiences. I could only imagine how they are in Texas because like I have a a friend who lives in Austin and he says the Alamo Draft House there is prime. It is like Mm -hmm. the best experience he's ever had. Um, So it really is that theater made and catered for the movie lover in you, for those like Blake and I who would spend hours and hours as kids watching movies at home and all that stuff like that, learning about, you know, indie indie movies and all that. They they have a gift shop where you could buy like books on movies, right, you know, special yeah. special release DVDs that you've never seen before, you know, all those kinds of things. So yeah. it it's in a way it's like a playground for the cinephile, you know, and yeah. and that's one of the reasons why it does cost a little bit more money for, but again, it's for the experience and all that. So this is one of those like boutique unique type of locations that if you do have one near you and you're like Blake and I, then this could make a lot of sense for you because this can help you at least save money on ticket prices so that you'll have enough money to go buy your extravagant chicken fingers and your salads and your bottomless popcorn with Parmesan cheese mm. and, and all that mm. stuff all over it. Mm. It is like the best experience. Oh, and their alcoholic milkshakes. Ooh, so, so good. So yummy and all that. But yeah, I, I love their I love their theaters. Um, I just wish it was a little bit closer to me um, because it is quite a trek to go to the Brooklyn location. But yeah. I do want to check out that uh, one in downtown Manhattan because yeah. I would love to see that nice video too. rental store in person because that must be a trip for sure. Next, next little movie party we do, we can instead of going to Connecticut, we'll go to, to Manhattan. Um, <laughs> but but it, it can't be a Nolan movie, though. It can't be a Nolan movie. No, of course not. We're, yeah, yeah. We'd be in Connecticut. That's impossible. Right. Yeah. Um, as far as the actual app and the, the season pass experience goes for Alamo Draft House, I have one gripe. I have one little insider tip yeah. trick thingy. But overall, um, it's just a few bucks more. And so if you were going to be an Alamo Draft House person, 
it's definitely the right way to go with the app because you're basically paying, I think it's about five bucks more for me than AMC is, but the overall price you would be paying anyway is higher. So two movies a month and that's paid for itself already. Um, the one thing to consider when you said the seven days in advance, you have to buy, uh, you can't book the ticket more than seven days in advance. Other yep. people can. So here's the problem. It's the same thing we were talking about with movie pass before I was trying to book, um, everything everywhere. And it looked like the opening night might actually sell out. And this is a place mm -hmm. you go. The A24 fans are at Alamo draft house. Oh yeah. I, we talked about this in our everything everywhere all at once episode. I went to Alamo Draft House on purpose the first two times I saw the movie because I knew that'd be a movie-loving crowd, and this was a movie for movie lovers. But it's looking like it might sell out, and I've got a pass, so I can't go because I'm nine days out, and there's only a few seats left. The trick, the workaround, same thing we did with Movie Pass back in the day, is you book your own ticket with your own money. It's going to take it off your card. Three days later, you cancel, and you just try to do a little Indiana Jones uh, switcheroo quick. with a little yeah, yeah the, the bag of sand. Mm -hmm. um that's one option there and then the other another thing to consider on the timing for alamo draft house is you have to show up on time yeah i and can tend to run late um most chains have previews and you don't miss a dang thing you'll be 20 minutes late at any amc and almost guaranteed your movie hasn't started yet alamo draft house they're starting pretty good on time Yep. The, all the stuff is before and if you're five minutes late like i was one time they say sir we cannot allow you in here yep I was a little mad, but then I was like, ah, I respect it. This is what you guys do. This is why I love you. They just yeah. sent me upstairs. And so while you have to cancel one hour or more before, unlike AMC, which I don't know, if you just book AMC tickets and you don't even show up, I don't, I, I had a buddy who's done that plenty of times. Movie Pass, they used to block you if you didn't check in for the movie. Right. AMC, I don't think they do any follow-up. They're not checking your location. They don't no. give a damn. They have so many no. empty seats and so much, but there's like, okay, we didn't see you. We don't even know. Yeah, um, I have a handful Alamo. of I, I have a yeah. handful of times where I didn't show up to my AMC reservation and nothing happened. Then I had many times where I canceled literally like five minutes before the movie started and no yep. issue either. But yep. I know with Alamo, they they are a little bit more stricter with that, right? I respect it too. Yeah. Um, so what what will happen is with the the one hour refund for the theater, if you do it after that, the money's out of your account. But what I and so that was a, a little worse than the other ones. What I did notice, though, is when I was a little bit late to my movie, I thought, crap, I'm now um, out, whatever that extra fee is, um, and, and and I got blocked out for that movie option. No, they just said, mm -hmm. go up. I don't even think it mattered that I was a season pass holder. I think it was just, this is what we do. If you're late and there's an extra right. ticket, go upstairs, switch it out. And that's how they kind of make it right. So I, what do you do? You sit, you're at Alamo Drafthouse. You sit at the bar, you go to the library, you do whatever you want to do. That's mm -hmm. If you're into movies, you'll have a great time. You can kill two hours there, no problem. Yeah. Um, so that, not an overall complaint, not that big of a deal. Um, otherwise, my only other, um, on the, the, I guess on the timing of it. So it used to be you couldn't rejoin after six months of canceling. And you said when they relaunched, it became a year. Yep. The trick there is, folks, if you got two email addresses. <laughs> of course. Sorry. I love them. I respect them. This isn't like AMC or Walmart where I feel fine with just like getting one up on them. I actually yeah. kind of felt bad on this one. I was like, damn. But I really, for I actually thought I was going to rejoin Alamo Draft House, mm -hmm. quit for personal reasons, and then I go, okay, I'm going to rejoin. And then I ended up canceling that one. So now, what, I get a third email address? I don't know. If you get to that point, you can try that. I don't know if they'll, yeah. how they would shut it down or if you're 
name, address, whatever. There'd be ways. But um, that was my workaround. Nobody noticed from what I could tell. Mm-hmm. If, you, if you keep taking advantage of those programs, especially at a place like Alamo, you're more likely to be found out to where yeah. maybe on the back end, the IT, they don't care if you do a new email address. They just want to discourage people, cancel, restart, cancel, restart. Yeah. And then if you were to, oh, I'm, I, I didn't cancel an hour before, but I still want to get the credit for the movie. I'm five minutes late. Now I get the free ticket up top. I don't know. But they're, they're at least decent, and it's a human experience. Whereas yeah. AMC is more like the drive-through experience where they go, sorry, I don't have a button for that. I can't help you. That said, my only little gripe here, and maybe they've smoothed it over. This was a few months ago. Because there's a human-human experience in person and there's an app experience happening elsewhere, it was maybe only a couple few months after I joined, and it may, I think it was a new program, the Alamo Season Pass deal, but... I wanted to. I had an issue with my season pass, and I don't remember what it was. It was like uh, it was something about cancellation, or there was like a little lag period. I wanted to something, and they basically said, "Sorry, you have to talk to customer service for the app for that." Mm-hmm. At Regal and AMC, things are usually so it's just transactional. It's I'm five minutes away from the theater. I'm going to book the ticket. I go in, I scan it, and I go in. For some reason, there was some issue, and. Basically, and it was about my movie that evening. They're like, I can't help you. Sorry, buddy. Yeah. So, okay. Um, there, that, that was, and I, my understanding was they kept it separate on purpose. Yep. So if you go to Walmart and you say, hey, I have an issue with walmart.com something, they're probably going to say go to the website. That's what they said at yeah. Alamo Draft House. I, I get it. Um, but between the app that wasn't installing, I had a question about how it works, something like that. Just some background issue. They, they just said, but that's we literally cannot help you with that. And I go, yeah. Okay. But you're at a place where it's a human experience. I go. If you're telling me that, I believe you. You're an Alamo employee. You're not trying to screw me, or it's not like you don't give a damn about me going to the movies. So, right. Overall, if you got one in your town, if you can afford it, and if you're whatever the circumstances are, date night, you love movies so much, you're you're a cinephile. Alamo Draft House is quality wise the number one option for sure. Yeah, no, definitely. And and to piggyback off of that, it, it's kind of like comparing McDonald's to like your local, um, you know, burger restaurant, right? Right. Because AMC and Regal are so corporate that everything for them is streamlined, where Alamo still acts very independent. You know, they, they are still like kind of privately owned. And, you know, they run things like almost like a mom and pop location. So they just want to add additional convenience for their patrons. So they decided to create this program that they keep separate. So that's the downside where the two just don't communicate and they don't, you know, there's nothing that an Alamo employee can do for the app because that's a different company and all that kind of stuff like that. So it, it, it does get a little tricky, but if you just understand that and you know how to work with the system, then you should be perfectly fine. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, it's all depending on you as a moviegoer and what yep. program you want to go to. So with that being said, again, this uh, if you are a member of Alamo or want to share your experiences with Alamo with us, please let us know in the comments. But as we close out this episode, what is the right program for you? Mm-hmm. You do you you tell us? I I want to save some money on going to the movies. You know, I want to be like you guys. Which one should I choose? So, in my opinion, if you were to ask me that question, it really boils down to two main things. One, I I mentioned at the top of the show is how frequent are you going to movies, right? Like if you're going to movies once a week, 
then you should probably look into one of these programs. If you're like a one month a guy, you know, person going to a movie, maybe Cinemark works for you, but reconsider what you're really, you know, trying to accomplish here and how often you go. And number two, location. How, what, which theater is closest to you? You know, like for Blake and I, we have the luxury of having an AMC here and then having a Regal a couple of blocks away or whatever the case is. So we can kind of beta test ourselves to see which program you want to do more or which one is beneficial to us. Um, we have an Alamo not that far away. So if you wanted to try three, we could. You know, obviously, Cinemark is not something we can do. But I know in other regions, maybe your only option is an AMC. Or, or a Regal or whatever the case is. So it really now boils down to what is closest to you? Mm. How frequent are you planning to go? And that's really basically it and see what is the better program for you. Our job here, basically what we did is just to point out all the details for each program, share a little bit about our experiences and maybe things you might encounter to kind of help you with that type of decision. So Blake, do you have anything you want to recommend or suggest from your end? Yeah, basically the only other things I would check is first, if you're a Cinemark theater goer and or if you have a Cinemark movie club pass, throw it in the comments because we yeah. don't have enough expertise. I'm curious what your yeah. experience is like. The other thing I'm curious about is if you had two different email addresses, which would be impossible to create in today's <laughs> technology. But if you had two different email addresses, could you do 20 bucks a month and now you get two movies? And if you're a three movie a month person, to me, that's the biggest deal breaker there. <laughs> and then you're basically looking at whichever one's closest. To me, that is the main key. And when I switch yeah. from Regal to AMC, the other one is where I'm at. There's one Regal that's closer, but there's two AMC. So I was more likely to just, okay, I'm in this part of town. I'm going to go over there that way, whatever. Right. Um, but if you're only going on the quality of the theater, that's that's something that we could tell you from experience going to all of these different ones. And then everything else, it's more personal, exactly what you said. All the other little perks, the priority lane at AMC, that's not going to be a deal breaker. Yeah. They're both offering, Real and AMC are offering 10% off rewards uh, for concessions. If at Cinemark you're doing... Um, 20, if you're taking a family and you're only doing one movie a month, that's probably the way to go. Cause then you're getting sure. concessions off for everybody and you're saving yeah. a boatload of money off spending more on popcorn than anything else. Almost certainly. Yeah. Um, so it kind of depends on your situation. If you got an Alamo draft house, you already know where we stand there, but that's, that's, those are my, uh, my overall thoughts with like the broad view of the program. There's no other real factor to where no. we could. If your circumstances are the same as mine, we'll, we'll be able to make a recommendation. But otherwise, none of them are so awful except Cinemia. <laughs> R.I.P. Cinemia, man. That, oh, worse than Movie Pass. I, okay. I'm about yeah. to start ranting. I'm just yeah. now. No, uh, but fine. no, the, the, the theaters, that's, that, it is what it is. It's whatever your situation is, whatever works best for you, wherever you're at. Definitely do that one if you don't have money. Uh, sorry, if money's not an issue and you have an Alamo near you, that's that's obviously going to be the winner. Yeah, no, for sure. And, and I think that's one of the most intriguing parts about MoviePass relaunching and coming back because if they can get their shit together, this mm -hmm. can change the, the dynamic of all of this. You know, mm -hmm. because again, one pass to rule them all. If you yeah. if they can get that to work and you could use it at any of these chains we just mentioned, 
Plus that the might, indie theaters. That's right. what I was using it for more than anything. Yeah. No, absolutely. Yeah. So if you could do big chains, mom and pop chains, all that kind of stuff just for one membership, that could change the whole landscape of all of this. And but again, time will tell, right? Because we don't know exactly how their program's going to really play out and if they can get really their shit together. But yeah. with that being said, that brings us to the end of this week's movie time. It was actually a lot of fun talking about our movie theater experiences talking about all the different chains that we go to and being able to at least share some of this information and explain some of these benefits of these loyalty programs with all of you. So definitely let us know in the comments, have we swayed you one way or another? Have you decided to maybe give one of these programs a try? We would love to hear about which ones those are and what your experience are as a whole, because we know each other. We know what we like to do. We know what we go through, but we want to hear what other people experience and what they go yep. through um, because it could be totally different for everyone else. So with that, before we leave for today, Blake, where can people find you on the interwebs? On the Letterboxd movie application for phones and other devices, Letterboxd, um, my screen name is Blake Wolf, S-S-N, B-L-A-K-E-W-O-L-F-S-S. In. Very nice. Nicely said. Um, as for myself, Loki Geek, again, you could see all the handles and screen names on the screen in front of you. Obviously, YouTube, Instagram, Twitter, please follow me. Subscribe, like, notification bell, leave a comment. We want to talk to all of you. Audio listeners, podcast platform of choice, Loki Geek channel there where you can download this episode and many others. And of course, leave a wonderful rating if it prompts you to. So with all that, this has been Booby Time. I've been Renee. That's been Blake. Thank you for watching and or listening. Until next week, stay cool, stay classy, stay safe, and we'll catch you next time. Peace out, y'all.